0: Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a six-month subscription to leadquizzes.com valued at $300. Leadquizzes helps you create interactive lead generation quizzes to help you grow your email list. This is the same software I use to generate over 20,000 leads for my business in 2017. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716-218-8981 or email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And we have yet another amazing guest today. His name is Tim S. Marshall, and he's a leading expert on breaking through fear for personal and business growth. He's an award-winning author, a globally recognized speaker, a business coach, and an entrepreneur. He graduated high school with a seventh grade education level and went on to bootstrap a highly successful tech startup in the worst depression we've had since the Great Depression. That company went on to get ranked by Inc. 5000 after doing over $20 million in sales. So a lot of hard work took place in between all that. He sold his company and I want to welcome him here today. Welcome, Tim.
1: Oh, Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. You know, the topic today is going to be centered around fear and how to break through fear. But before we do, and it's an incredible topic, we haven't talked about this before, and it's a little bit more mindset than it is tactical marketing and growth hacking and stuff like that. So I'm excited to dig in here today because I think, you know, we were talking beforehand, fear is the number one obstacle anybody has to creating a successful business. But before we dive into that today, tell us a little bit of your backstory, give us a couple of minutes of your backstory of kind of how you got started, how you got here today, and then we'll then we'll pick it up from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my backstory is is you know something what you said is at the age of twenty I had a seventh grade aptitude level. It was just I did not apply myself in school. I thought I was the dumbest guy on the planet. Until one day I got up, I found this tape in my parents' garage called "The Strangest Secret" by our old Nightingale, and it said, "You become what you think about." I listened to it over and over again, but I changed it into, "I become what my actions are." And then I went on a twenty some year tear of doing everything that I thought I couldn't do based on self-doubt and fear. So I got my college education at the age of 25. I was told by my professor, it might be a good idea not to go into outside sales because I lacked social skills. I had panic attacks and all the stuff I didn't learn when I was a kid. I didn't have the same potential as others you know, when they got up and they did their presentation. So the bottom line is I went into outside sales and I became the number one account manager for a Fortune 500 company for 10 straight years. And it was based on breaking through my fear. And that's why I have a book called The Power of Breaking Fear. And it was about doing every single thing that I thought I couldn't do by building relationships with strangers, cold calling, learning how to prospect by doing it over and over and over again. Until the point that in January of 2008, I opened up a company right when the market crashed in one of the worst areas in the U.S., which was Dade County. My corporate office was in Coral Springs, and I never borrowed any money. I made Inc. Magazine's list as far as one of the fastest-growing companies in the U.S. for four straight years. I was profitable every single month, and then I sold it six years later, and then I turned another company around in three weeks that was in bankruptcy. And it was all based on the principles of the power of break and peers. So I took 20-some years of notes, and now I'm at a point in my life where I'm launching one of the most diversified virtual training platforms out there on leveraging and teaching people how to overcome fear by doing research, due diligence, studying analytics, you know, just basic stuff, nothing too high techy, but it really does work. I've never had somebody not succeed around me or coach businesses that have not done very, very well based on the principles I teach off of fear.
0: Perfect. Okay. So let's go back a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about your Inc. 5000 company. Was that your first business? That was your first entrepreneurial pursuit? No.
1: I dove in. (laughs) That was my first one. So that was your first business
0: and you grew it to over 20 million in sales. So tell us a little bit of a story, just a quick story on kind of how you got into that being a, a recent college graduate, not having a lot of entrepreneurial spirit or experience. You had sales experience, right? Because you'd worked for a large company. What prompted you to go start your own business?
1: Well, in college, I took an entrepreneurship class. I took a couple of them. And it kind of just rang in my head over and over and over again for years. I couldn't get it out of my head. Even though I was a number one account manager, I kept getting these awards every single year. And then it just became so overwhelming that I said, I got to do it. So what I did was I learned and I called different business owners around the country and I asked them questions, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So I basically did a SWOT analysis. I wanted to understand how a company works from parts, service, every single thing that there was that I could learn before I started a company. I knew how to sell. So when I combined those two, which is learning how to sell and learning about how a business was run, I leveraged that into building a customer base almost immediately. So to give you an example, I tell kids all the time or adults, if you learn how to prospect, you really don't have to worry about money again. So what I did was before I started my company, I actually started prospecting. I planted seeds and I started laying the foundation of saying to some potential customers, I'm going to be starting a company. This is what I'm going to be doing. It's going to be more hands on. It's going to be like a boutique end of technology. So I created relationships. So when I started the company, even though it was in the worst time ever, I already had customers already signed up. So I never had to borrow any money and I became extremely profitable from the very first month. And then I leveraged that into networking. I found out exactly who else they did business with and vice versa. See, a lot of people get confused sometimes about, you know, networking and referrals. Networking is really about asking and helping other people find opportunities, not just for yourself, but for them. So I literally planted one seed and I had a gigantic tree. And that's how the growth model works for any startups. I can turn around a company pretty fast if they're having any issues, or I can help kids with startups immediately based on that formula.
0: What I love about that, Tim, is this. Before you went out and started developing software and technology and getting an office and creating business cards and hiring salespeople and doing all the things that everybody thinks are the first steps in starting a business, what you did is you went out and talked to the market, right? Right you went out and you figured out a little bit about your product market fit and you pre-sold it before you ever probably spent a whole lot of money on starting your business. Because why go out there and start a business unless you know that there's demand and customers sitting there waiting at your door. So it's no wonder why you were able to take off so quickly, start up and grow to 20 million very quickly because you had a pre-sold customer base that you had surveyed to understand exactly what their pain points are, what their needs were, what their challenges were. And then you just plug the holes.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I love 100%. That. Yeah. And when I go to universities or if I do keynotes or seminars or anything, you know, what you want to do is trial and error. You want to find out exactly what your idea is, make sure there's a market for it and create like focus groups, you know, and, but reach out, talk to other business owners. The greatest strength that somebody has is the art of communicating and listening. So when you find all that out, then all of a sudden your idea, you basically increase your possibilities and the probabilities. It's like Tom Brady's a great quarterback. He increases his probabilities because he works on his mechanics all the time. So it's the same thing with starting a company. You want to see, first of all, if you have a market, you want to test it. And once you test it, you get feedback. And once you get the feedback, then you leverage it. And then you start to share your ideas a little bit and you get a core group and boom, you're off to the races.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. Well, listen, again, it's no wonder that you've been super successful in your entrepreneurial career up to this point, but here's what I want to do. I want to segue into the fear part because I think, this is where, I think this is where my audience can really, really benefit today. And that is this, you know, fear is one of the biggest obstacles to being successful in anything, sports, school, relationships, business, whatever it is, we're going to hone in on business growth today. So, being the expert that you are, can you give us some tips or steps or maybe a framework on how salespeople and entrepreneurs, my listeners, can break through fear so that they can see huge growth in the next few years, just like you did?
1: Yeah. I mean, the first thing is, 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 you know, more people are concerned about what they don't control. So, the best way to do that is to learn more about you know, what you can achieve versus what you can't achieve. There's certain things we have control over. There are certain things we don't. If you have control over learning about a certain product or customer, do the due diligence. The more you find out, the less the fear goes down. The less the fear goes down, the more you're going to be able to identify and relate with an individual. So it's really overcoming the fear of the unknown. So that's why like I've got six books, but I always tell people the same thing and I always hold up my hand. There's five books but the palm of the hand is the power of breaking fear. That is the most important book people can read because it's based on overcoming the fear of the unknown. So you fill in the gaps of research, but the most important thing you have to do is act out on it. I could read a thousand different books. Okay, that might make me an expert, but if I don't act out on exactly what I learn, then I'm not really achieving anything, and how can I teach it to somebody else? So my takeaway on this is really learn every single thing that you feel uncomfortable about, write it down, act it out over and over and over again. So it's like reducing the risk and then you take something else on. So if it's prospecting, I might look up a customer and then all of a sudden I get more familiar with them. I'll reach out. Maybe it's not the right person in that company. I'll reach out to another person. And it's like you're, when you're looking at a castle, you might assume or you, it might look intimidating. But if you find that you can get in the drawbridge and go through it and you're inside of the castle, then all of a sudden that intimidation goes away. So it's really just breaking down the fear of the unknown, filling in more and more what you can learn and also clarifying your message. There's so many different products out there. It's like the Thanksgiving Day Parade. The more you learn about just one tagline or taking your content and creating something where it's such a clear message that it nails people. And I'll just give you a quick example. I went into the pharmacy the other day and it said, you have a 99% chance of getting shingles if you're over the age of 50. Boom, that was a sign. That's sales. There's statistics right there. That's compelling. And you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to ask them, what does that mean? And the person said, well, if you scratch your eye, you can go blind if you can do this, whatever it is. But more than likely, there's a product to be sold behind that sign. So, There's different ways to overcome fear of selling by understanding statistics, compelling taglines. When I've been on an entrepreneur judge for many different entrepreneurship shows, somebody could have the greatest product in the world, but if they can't clarify the message with something compelling, which could be statistics, a compelling tagline, then you're not going to be able to create that interest.
0: So step one, let me just interrupt really quick. Step one is be prepared and educated on you know not only your product but your target market and your message. So preparation Beautiful. preparation, right? So Beautiful. and I and I relate this back because public speaking is a, a clear fear of the majority of the population. Obviously not you. <laughs> but but <laughs> public speaking is a, is a huge fear. There's a stat out there that says people fear it more than death. I don't know if that's true or not, <laughs> but what I've found out wh- what I've realized about public speaking is that The more prepared you are with your content, with your topic, with your delivery, with your practice, that fear goes way, way down. And I think the same thing goes for sales and for building a business. That preparation and education is a really important first step. So thank you for really digging into that. What would be a next step or where would you go from there if you were sitting down with somebody who was a salesperson or an entrepreneur that was looking to launch a successful business as far as fear goes?
1: Well, I think it's what you said. I mean, preparation is the number one key. And if you look at public speaking, that's a business, right? That's being an entrepreneur. For, you know, for me, example, I don't use any notes. I don't use anything because I've literally lived out what I feared, what I built. I might have just a, a slide of an image and I can talk about it and I can nail it because I became the product. And once you become the product, your fear goes down. So with any entrepreneur, I tell them the same thing. You know, first of all, number one, you have to be your best salesperson. You have to be your best salesperson. And that's through educating yourself on exactly what you need to overcome based on fear, who your market is. And then you have to leverage that with relationships, connections, build value on other people. And next thing you know, you've got a team of people around you. And then you're at a point where you can start building a company. If I go into a university, I'll tell kids right away. Start making friends with somebody that's in digital marketing, accounting, finance, advertising, whatever it is. Leverage all that because if you want to start a company in the future, you're going to have different people that's going to help you. You don't have to be an expert in all these different things, but they're going to help facilitate in a way where increase your possibilities and the probabilities of succeeding in business. So the fear of the unknown is really taking different experts, bringing them together and working together as a team to absolutely launch it
0: hmm So, and I totally agree with you, you know, in college particularly, I mean, one of my biggest regrets is not staying connected. And I mean, really connected and, and having an ongoing relationship with my peers, with the people I went to school with, because some of those people are running multimillion dollar businesses. Some of them are politicians, <laughs> good or bad. Some of them are running nonprofits and they're super successful in their niche. And that's a, been a big, mis- that was a mistake. I think almost anybody looking back has made you, me, and, and, and anybody in between. So that's, that's, a huge, that's a huge lesson for somebody to learn. So as it relates to fear, right? So preparation is a big one. What other, if you had a salesperson and they were sitting in front of you and they were a newer salesperson what would be beyond the preparation of understanding the product and the presentation and the market? What other tips would you give for people to overcome fear? Because I, I really want to peel this back because I think that this is probably one of the biggest issues that I see with entrepreneurs. Let me give you a perfect example. People will come to me all the time and they'll say, Dennis, I've got this idea. And And they'll tell me the idea and I'll say, well, how long have you been thinking about this? And they'll be like, well, you know, I've been thinking about it for two or three years now. And I look in the mirror, I look at them and I'm saying to myself, what in the hell is taking you so long? Why are you sitting here for two or three years on an idea? It's simple. Take these basic Mm. steps and they know the steps. They know the right things to do. In most cases, it's the fear that holds them back. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes we get caught up in you know, we need to, that's for the whole control thing. Maybe it's not knowing about a certain avenue about starting new company. You know, maybe it's about getting a loan. Maybe it's about digital marketing, whatever it may be. But the point of the matter is, is that when you have a certain idea, this is why it's so important to be your best salesperson. You have to build relationships with strangers, no matter what. In today's world, more than ever, you have to be good at building relationships with strangers. Why does that sound so important? Why, Or maybe it doesn't sound important. The bottom line is this. The more relationships you build, the more you're going to understand about different people, different views. You're going to understand your market better. You're going to be able to communicate and leverage some of those relationships. And those are going to be hubs to help break down the barriers so that when you do have an idea, you can leverage somebody else's intelligence as well to help launch your ideas. So you're not just kind of stuck in your own thoughts with your idea. I'll create relationships in the elevator, walking down the street, wherever I go, and I'll meet some of the I'll meet some of the most unique people. But some of those unique people became team members of the companies I've either built or grown with or leveraged. So it is a huge thing. And sometimes we get caught up in social media. We see these great things. Oh my God, they're achieving this or achieving you know what? Forget all that. Forget all that. Find out who does what from the bottom up and learn from them and leverage all that together so that it breaks down your fear. Because the more you learn about it, the better off you are and the more probable you are to succeed.
0: All right, great. So knowing what you know now after 25 years as a salesperson, an entrepreneur, a business owner, what would you do differently if you could start over to get further faster. If you had to pick one thing, what would you change? What would you do differently if you wanted to get further faster?
1: Nothing. Nothing. To be direct, as soon as I got up one day, I used a skill called speed and activity. I prospected every single day like a madman. I put a desk in the corner. I just isolated myself and I made calls and I leveraged relationships. I was still friendly. I built value, but I made other people heroes. So along the way did I get hurt? was it terrifying? Did I feel uncomfortable? It was horrible at certain spirit you know fear of public speaking, I got in front of two thousand people and just did it. But the next time when I got in front of 500 people, it was easy. So when I would look back, I would say I hit everything head on, and that's the biggest thing that the kids or anybody that's listening to this can do is find out, research what you need to learn more of, and just keep doing it over and over and over again, because that fear will go away. It's like riding a bike. As soon as you get on a bike when you're a kid, you're going to fall over. But soon you're going to get free, and then boom, you're off. And there's no difference between us being adults and us being kids. When you learn to play baseball, it's the same thing. Football, swimming, whatever it is, professional athletes are the same way. And they need to leverage that out in the business world. It's the same thing, speed and activity. Speed and activity reduces self-doubt. The only thing that holds people back is self-doubt. But the more you do it, the more you learn about it, the more you build relationships, you can achieve anything. And that's the number one thing I would say that would help people more than anything in reference to coming over fear. But yeah, looking back, I wouldn't have changed anything.
0: Yeah, I tell when, it, when people ask me, I tell them, just steer right into it. Anything that you're afraid of, whenever you get nervous... Or, you know, all of a sudden the hair goes up on the back of your neck, or you kind of start shying away. You need to turn and steer directly into it. Because, like you said, the public speaking analogy is a perfect analogy. I promise you, the second, third, fifth, 10th time you public speak, it'll get easier and easier and easier every single time. So there's no, you know, I think Nike had it perfect. Just do it. Right. I mean, that's got to be the motto for overcoming fear what's the biggest challenge you faced in growing when you were growing your business, that high growth company, you know, your Inc 500 company, what was probably the biggest challenge you faced in seeing, in making it go, you know, the hockey stick route?
1: I would just say not having enough time, you know, but here's what I'm going to say is, is this really quick, is that when I learned how to teach people how to achieve certain things, I increased my probabilities big time of being very successful. So when you learn something that you fear, or if you want to overcome it in sales, entrepreneurship, teach it to other people. That is huge. Once you teach it, you can delegate and inspect. So for me, it was just the ability to teach, 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 teach. And then I came up with benchmarks to inspect, but it was, it was a time essence. And it was like, I didn't have to sell my company, but I sold it because it was part of my whole goal of twenty some years of taking notes, writing these books, virtual training and everything, and coming up with the power of breaking for your book. But the bottom line is, is I think more than anything else, it was just a time factor. And once you teach people how to succeed, then you can pretty much build anything. A lot of people become very solo in their own success, and they become immobile in that, but teach people. Even if it's for free, until you get it right, teach them, teach them, if you learn something, teach them, you'll grow an empire.
0: Yep. There's, there's two comments to that. And, and I'm really glad you hit on that because one of my mentors told me very early on, I was probably right out of college, it was an old adage that goes, teacher learns most, right? The teacher learns the most yes. because in order to teach, Excellent. you have to be uh, yes. proficient. You have to be educated. You have to be prepared, right? And then the yes. second part of that is kind of a philosophy that I've adopted, which is I-L-T, invest, learn teach if you want to become a valuable resource if you want to become known as an expert or a trusted advisor or someone that gets called on for your niche as an expert in that realm then ILT is really a great great platform you know invest learn teach and like you said do it for free until people are willing to pay you
1: <laughs> yeah you know love people help people teach people i mean there's kids out there that need just a little bit of guidance if you're an expert and you've cracked the code give it away It'll come back. It'll always come back.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right, listen, we're going to do a little bit of rapid fire here on the last two questions. What's your favorite growth tool or software today?
1: I would say (laughs) I ran a technology company. I would say probably CRM.
0: CRM. Do you use a specific CRM or is there one that you recommend that you think is is really good?
1: I have people that manage that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, CRM. no, that's okay. Yeah. Just having a good solid CRM. Yep. perfect. Just having a good CRM. Yeah. I mean, there's a million of them out there. You've got Salesforce, yeah, yeah. you've got pipe drive, you've got, you know, sugar CRM. There's tons of them out there. So lots yeah. to choose from, but having a good CRM is, is huge, having, right?
1: having a good CRM because you want to have the, the content you want to have, you know, if you have a conversation with somebody, make sure you identify it. Yep. Relationships are incredibly important and they're so valuable. So yes, having a good CRM.
0: Yep. Besides one of your six books, okay, so I'm going to press you to step outside of your own uh, (laughs) library, so to speak. All right. What would be the book that you would recommend to my audience, whether it be about growth, fear, or otherwise?
1: You know what? I'm going to have to give them credit and I'm going to say it. Awaken the Giant, Tony Robbins, was a great book when I was in my 20s. And there's a lot of takeaways in that book. And that kind of helped me in. To kind of generate takeaways as I've gone on. So, like the Power Breaking and Fear book, I was told I put too many secrets in the sauce, and I should break it out into many books. But that book had a lot of takeaways. So I learned from that. It's not about writing books; it's about giving so much information that helps another person out. Yep, so that was, that
0: was, my, that, was yeah, that was my yeah. That was my one of my first personal development books back in probably <laughs> 1993. Probably yeah, 1993, think, 94 is when I. I first read that book. So no, that's a great one. That's a classic for sure. And
1: yeah, and yeah. Hey, listen,
0: how can you argue with the guy? He's went on to build. I mean, I don't know how many companies <laughs> he, he owns, he but did. his companies yeah. do billions of dollars in sales. So he's the real yeah. deal. He, he went from just being a kind of what I would consider to be kind of a motivational speaker to a guy who's built real businesses. So there's the, it's, uh, you got to give him some credit there. So hey, listen, I want to really, I want to thank you, Tim, for coming on and helping us, you know, overcome some of our fears. Do me a huge favor, before we sign off, let everybody know how they can connect with you, maybe get one of your books, and then we'll close it out for today.
1: Yeah, I would say timsmarshall.com is my website. There's books on there. Every single thing I've done you know, or, or wrote is stuff that I've done and taught, and I've learned from some of the, the best people in the world as well. The Power of Breaking Fear is one of the best books that somebody can really kind of go through their life and really achieve anything because it's all based on takeaways but it's TimSMarshall.com. I've got six books, but I'd recommend The Power of Breaking Fear as really the core book. I mean, that's it. That's, that's kind of the space station. So
0: Awesome. Well, listen, I'll put the links in the show notes. Again, thanks for being here. And I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon.
1: All right. Take care. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Tim. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now, and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.